Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash papaya. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash papaya. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. <laughs> See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. <laughs> are you ready? Poo! That's too loud. Okay. I was just testing. That's what the soundtrack is for. Okay. You're back. Welcome back. Shane Landry, my husband. Second favorite. Second and most favorite husband. What? Yeah. You're my most favorite. But you said of all my husbands. But you said second and therefore I'm second favorite. No, second and favorite. You're my second husband and my favorite husband. That's why we need the Oxford comma. Mm, is that what it's for? Yeah, it's to make things more obvious. Every time I use an ox, every tri- every time you know what? This is so unfair. <laughs> Every time I use an Oxford comma, I feel imposter syndrome and I delete it because I, I don't feel like it's right. Well, it is more right than not using it. So I, I don't even know when they're used. So I just, it's you, just not a place for me. It's Am pretty, I a professional writer? Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much always use an ox. You always use a comma mm. when there's like a, an and or an or. Well, thank you for the lesson. Today's podcast, we are going to unpack the last few weeks of our lives. We're going to unpack a cruise and a trip to Nova Scotia and a little bit of our feelings on the new season of the most dramatic season yet, The Bachelorette. I don't remember what happens. In The Bachelorette? I remember There's that... only been like two episodes and we missed the first one. Yeah. So that makes it even... Let, let's, let's do, we're not talking okay. about it yet. <clears throat> let's rewind to Kate Beta, honestly. She is the laziest dog. And the second we bring out these microphones, she decides to just be a full-blown labradoodle and run around the place. All right. She's going to, she's just going to be loud in the background. We're going to have to deal with it. Okay. So first of all, first impressions, I get a email from Disney saying, would you like to set sail with us? Walt Disney? 
not Walt Disney oh. himself, but the Disney company. Oh, like his daughter? Yeah. So, okay. bef- no, stop. You're distracting me. So, I get an email asking if we would like to set sail on the new Disney cruise. Okay. We already. Wait. Just to clarify, the, Dis- the new Disney cruise does not have a sail. No. Okay. But set sail. It's a saying. Oh, okay. But, so we get this invitation. We already have a Disney vacation happening this year. We've been saving for it for years. We've been planning for it for years. It's been delayed two, three times now. We're finally going this summer. And then all of a sudden we get invited to this Disney cruise. What were your first thoughts when I said to you, oh my gosh, do you think, like, could you come? Could you, would you, would you want to go? Like, what's your thought? It sounds a lot more wet than a typical Disney trip. What? Given that it's a, it's a boat. Yeah. But did, were you excited about a cruise? No. No. Not at all. I was like, you, you know what? Cruises are for old people. Mm. That's what, you know, like cruises are not for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that young or young at heart. So maybe it is for me, but I, I don't that's know. fair. I think I, for one, I remember watching a 2020 special where they talked about all like these horrible cruises. Wow. Way to date yourself. Yeah. 2020. Well, yeah. It was a great show. And I remember being like, oh, cruises are not for me. The idea of being stuck on something and then having to travel on it and do it. And for years and years and years, I've always said, I will never do a Disney cruise or I'd never do a cruise unless it's a Disney cruise. So it was sort of like ironic that we were even in, this is the first time Disney's ever reached out to me for anything. And it's a Disney cruise. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being tested here a little bit, but obviously very excited. I had to get so people didn't know this. I had to get so much in order in order for us to go. First of all, the kids didn't have passports. We weren't prepared this far ahead. So the passport offices are wild. I got up at like four o'clock in the morning to go line up to apply for all the passports. We had like two weeks to get them in. They came in the day they were due and we all got on this trip. So it was all very exciting and nerve-wracking. I took the kids to get their passport photos. You did. You were a part of that. Yeah. Lemmy's little face in her passport photo is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, because I love it you, so much. That here's the here's the thing. It's like when you take passport photos, they're like, "Okay, tilt your head, head up slightly. Don't make a face. Mm-hmm. Look straight." But Lemmy is a baby. Yeah, who loves a smile. And she's just like you're not going to tilt her chin up. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, like how can we throw something or make a noise to make her Is that what happened? They like just basically distracted her? Basically. Like she took a whole bunch of pictures and she was like flailing her hands around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it all worked out. We got the passports. Then it came down to the final week before going. I was stressed beyond belief. And you kept saying to me like, you need to chill. You need to chill. Like, you didn't say you're ruining it, but you kind of alluded to like, I'm kind of ruining it. I was so stressed about everything getting in order. I didn't think you're ruining it. I think that you pumped it up so much. Like you're like, oh yeah, man, everything has to, lot. everything has to go perfectly to the point where if any little thing went wrong, it would be the end of the world. And mm. I was like, you gotta, you gotta get in the mindset of like, you can control what you control and you can't what you can't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just just live. I had this like weird feeling because it felt too good to be true that I felt that something was going to go wrong. So I had existed ever since that email came in. I was just waiting for something to go wrong. And so I just definitely had this mentality all the way moving through that like, we were going to get COVID or something was going to happen that, or like our flights would be canceled. That's a thing that we'd lose our luggage or there was going to be something that would happen or the passport's not coming in time. COVID. COVID was like the biggest. Yeah. That's what what I just said. So when it came time and we actually got down there and we realized it was happening, first of all, you haven't beyond a road trip, you've never traveled with children this way. True. Yeah. Yes. So let's actually start there. Let's start with like getting to the airport. How was it in like perceptions versus reality how is traveling with first of all we were separated on the plane Mm -hmm. i 
I might have been in first class by accident. There's a little mix up, but you were in the back with all the kids. They haven't flown Liter- on a plane. Literally the back. The back of the plane. Yeah. And the kids haven't been on a plane since they were toddlers. I think Maya was so like over a decade, they haven't been on one. So there was a lot to sort of manage that way. Mm-hmm. And Lemmy, mm-hmm. who has been on a flight once, she was a lot younger. She was with me. How, yeah, it was like, that was like half her life ago. Yeah, half her life ago. How did it work out versus like how you thought it was going to go? Like to me, I thought it was going to be complete disaster. I mean, the, the older kids were fine. They're, yeah. You know, they just did whatever, like watched shows or yeah. whatever, looked at their phones. Let me just needed constant stimulation, which is fine. Like for her, it's you show her one thing, you do something else, you do something else, you do something. Did you feel anxious that other people were going to judge based on how she was on the plane? No, everybody, like everybody, first of all, it's a trip to Orlando, okay? Everybody knows people are flying from Toronto to Orlando to go to Disney. Mm. So, you know, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, the 10 times a day flight to New York from Toronto where people are going there for work. Mm. This is people going to Orlando for vacation to go to Disney. Mm. People know a baby is going to be on the flight. It's guaranteed. So that was not an issue for me. I felt a little bad that like originally I was seated next to like a couple who were like a much younger couple who clearly did not have kids. Mm. And, you know, Lemmy was constantly trying to interact with them and things. And they were like, oh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) But eventually, you know. She does that. She likes likes airplane people like a lot. Like she... Puts her face between seats and is like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> She's that kid on an airplane. But eventually she, they like something like a flight attendant moved me to a different seat where there's nobody next to us. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So there, I had a, a seat of like three seats with me and then two empty seats. Oh, that's awesome. And I just put her down and she watched iPad and then she took a little nap and she played. She looked at the people behind us who were. You know, clearly more uh, familiar with kids. So they were like happy to see her. Any key thing that you feel made a huge difference on the flight? I mean, bringing an iPad. Yeah, with pre-downloaded stuff. Yeah, like that definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Because it, it like it took up about 50% of her distraction. The rest was me just playing with her and, yeah, you know, making sure she was happy. Like, and, and snacks. Snacks are key, too. Yeah. And she did great in the airport. I, we all kind of took turns letting her walk around, following her around the airport. She did not nap that whole first day of travel, though. That was the hard part, because by the time we got... She did nap on the plane. Oh, did she? On yeah. the way there? Yeah, for like half an hour. Oh, okay. But not like her normal... No. Nah. This is the one thing about having a pandemic baby, is they are so in a routine. Like... Yeah, kids have routines. They thrive on routines. But normal life, you would have enough disruptions that it wasn't irregular to do that. And for her, she's just very used to a very structured schedule. She wakes up at like 6.30 in the morning. She naps from 1 to 3. She goes to bed at 6.30 at night. Like she's a very regulated kid that way. So when it came to all the travel, that was the one thing I was so shocked at, that she could go with so little sleep and yet be still happy. Because by the time we got down to, so we had to stay at Disney, had to, we got to stay at Disney the night before the cruise because we had to take a bus to the cruise that at Port Canaveral, yeah, in the morning. The bus ride was like an hour, hour and a half, had like really fun Disney trivia and stuff on it. It was awesome. But we went to the Boardwalk Hotel, get checked in. It's pouring rain. I thankfully get to run into Jillian Harris, which was so fun. We got to see her for a brief moment. But we decided they gave us park tickets because we got there and it was still evening. There was lots of park time to go, but it was absolutely pouring. We couldn't get it anywhere to eat. We ended up Uber eating ourselves food to the like. Yeah, because it was too raining to walk to a restaurant. It was like it was like the skies opened up. It was pouring. And we're like, we can't even if we get ourselves all wet, we have no way to dry this stuff, pack it tomorrow. Like we were kind of in a stuck position. So we ended up ordering some Uber Eats. The kids and I went down and shopped some of the souvenir sh- stores. And then as soon as the rain stopped, 
Lemmy was done. She was asleep. So she didn't get to see any parks. And the older kids and I took a bus to Magic Kingdom and freaking ran through that park. We did five rides in one hour and got to see the fireworks, which was such a nice, like, I was a little bit like, ah, are we spoiling this for like the big trip? But it felt like the perfect teaser. Like guys, we're coming back. This is such a cool moment. Like, remember, like we're coming back to this. And it was just really, I think for me, I haven't been to Disney with the kids since they were little. And I was married to someone else and it was just nice to have these like new memories with them. So then we go on this cruise and again, like I tried not to, but I started to see a lot of stuff on social media from the first sailing. We were part of the second media sailing, meaning that there was travel agents, there was radio personalities, there's people from all over the world and all different sources of media. And we got to be one of them by, you know, my Instagram channel, blog, whatever. We weren't asked to do anything, but enjoy ourselves. So it was very like, just go and have the experience, which was honestly exciting because then I felt like I could really create whatever I wanted to. I could document whatever I wanted to. And we get down there and we get on this freaking ship. What was your first impression? I mean... It was massive. It's massive. I, 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 like I've seen cruise ship, ships from afar and they've always, they always look massive, but when you're on one and you're walking around, it's like being in like one of those giant malls mm. in like a giant city where the, yeah. like you can just spend like hours and hours and hours in this giant mall and there's a million things, but it was so nice. Ugh. It was, it was like a giant mall sized, beautiful hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's a good. Okay. But your favorite part of the whole trip happened in the first like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah. So we walked into like this. I don't know what you call it. It's like the the spot where you walk in. It's a big open space. It's like a ballroom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a stage and then up up top there's like a balcony. And they announced us as we came in, which Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. But Lemmy's looking all over the place. And up the top, there is like a Belle Disney character, like a Belle. Princess, yeah. Princess, Princess yeah. Belle, yeah. And she's she was like waving to everybody and saying hello. And I said, I told Lemmy, like, look up, look up. And she looks up and I say, I'm like, say hi. And Belle looks at her. And just as Belle looks at her, Lemmy blows a kiss like she does. And then Belle blows her a bunch of kisses. It was just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And Lemmy was so happy. Yeah. It was cool. It, that was, I knew that, I knew that we would see characters and stuff. I, th- that was one of the things that I really kept, I held myself back on getting excited about because you know me, I hate being disappointed. And so I was just like, oh, like maybe there'll be a character. Maybe we'll get to see it. I didn't realize how like interactive they would be on the ship how often we would just like see a princess and how magical that was but unfortunately we had rain for like the big starter party so they ended up moving all of the characters inside and Lemmy had just come off of being in the splash pad so she's in her little bathing suit and this is her first ever moment of seeing these Disney characters now I did have a feeling that she might be terrified. So I had previously started showing this is the, her this videos. This the costume characters, not, yeah, 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 not yeah. Belle. Not like Belle and yeah. anything, yeah. But like I started showing her Disney videos, kind of being like, that, look, it's Mickey. Look, it's Minnie. Look, it's Donald. Like just trying to get it. And she just never cared. She was always like, whatever. Like I don't want to like get this out of my face. Like she just never wanted to watch those videos. So I was like, I don't know what she's going to think when she sees them. And so they come out on this stage And I had to hold her back with like every muscle in my arms. Her face like shifted into a hole. She was so excited to see them. And it was so incredible. And so when she got the opportunity to go and meet them on the cruise ship, they're not allowed to hug or touch, but they can like go up to them and get their pictures. But if you've seen my Instagram, you know, like she was just blown away. Like she was so obsessed with them. To this day, she watches those videos every single day of her meeting them and just like her whole face changes. Like she's so excited. And that was for me like just such a such a magical part of the trip is that whenever you do Disney, it's so much about the rides and like the rides and like walking around and seeing stuff and like the fireworks and the parades. But on the ship, it's like being immersed in the Disney experience. It's like being among them. That's how I felt. Like I felt like I was among 
the princesses and the Mickeys and the Minis and all of the shops and all of the parts that really make Disney Disney. But let's talk about the rooms because I had only ever thought that the rooms would be like teeny tiny closets. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because like I don't if you've ever been in a hotel room in New York, it's like being in a hotel room in New York on one of these cruises. It's a small hotel room, but it's still like a hotel room. Mm. It's like a proper room. The only thing, the only hint of the fact that you're on a boat is like the bathroom because it's like yeah. elevated. It's elevated, yeah. yeah. And the way that it flushes is kind of loud. Yeah, but I mean, like it's actually a proper hotel room mm. and it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. We did have adjoining rooms, but our rooms technically slept five, which when you walk in, five six, and a baby. Yeah, six and a crib. Or five in a crib. Right yeah, now. but when you walk in, it like doesn't make sense. And and you would think that that would be a lot to manage. But when you leave your room, there's always somebody there to tend to your room. And so they actually can take down your bed and put it up as much as you want. They're always there to kind of create this experience for you. But genuinely, the only time we were really in our room was for naps, changing and like sleep at bedtime. Like every other time, like there was so much to do. We were constantly just out there doing the things. But let's talk about the food because I, as part of the media thing, obviously I knew that they were going to like cover our dinners. I didn't know that the cruise would actually include meals like that. I thought this was like just a perk that we were getting. And then all of a sudden I kind of realized that none of the menus had like numbers on them. And I was, I asked like, is there not, is this like included? And they're like, oh yeah, this is part of it. Your servers stay with you every night. You have the same table, the same reservation and the same servers every single night of the ship. Yeah. S- table okay. 703. No, that's a that's a cruise thing. I asked them about it. Apparently this is like a thing. But table 703 at 5.45 every night. We started at 1923, which was like an like a homage to the original Disney. Just a nice, I would say like a nicer fine dining experience. Food was incredible. And then we went to Marvel and then we did Arendelle last, which was the frozen character dinner. Surprisingly, so every day found felt like I was eating at like a really nice to fine dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. The Marvel restaurant surprisingly had the best food. Oh, so good. Yeah. It was so good. And, and so interactive. And, and maybe the best show. Mm. Like it was very cool. Now I'm a Disney person. Like I'm a, I live and breathe this stuff. I think the last few years has really awoken that within me, maybe because the previous years, it just wasn't something that we had planned to do. It wasn't something in the books with it on the horizon. Obviously the last couple of years, I've started to get more excited and more into all like the fanfare around Disney and this cruise really kind of set me off on even more of that. You're not somebody who's like a Disney person. You didn't, that's not, that's not a big part of like. I'm not anti-Disney. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, that's not coming into I have a favorite Disney movie. Okay. But you're, you're not like a Disney park. What's my favorite? Yeah. Yeah. It's Aladdin. What was your impression in terms of like, because as a family, we're investing a lot of money into the actual Disney vacation. And I knew that you did this because you knew how much it meant to me and how much I wanted to do this. But coming off of this cruise, Something, I don't know, maybe this is my perception. What are your actual feelings on like Disney travel right now? I think it's awesome. Like, I mean, there were people there who didn't have kids who were having an amazing So time. many people who didn't have kids, right? actually. A but, lot of people asked about that, if but, you could go on without kids. But like, it's like, it's literally a really nice cruise. Mm-hmm. And there's Disney's like, and there's a like a whole bunch of Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything's Disney, but like, it's also a really nice cruise on its own. Mm. But it's like suit, like yeah, it's like a whole bunch of Disney stuff. Then you add in the the Lemmy factor, mm-hmm. which makes it like extremely exciting mm-hmm. to see her so excited about everything. And the kids were just so excited to see her do it, and they were like in their element too. Like I I saw them really gain a lot of independence through the trip. Mm-hmm. And even though it did seem that they fought a lot at times, when we came home, that was it was a shocking shift. We saw them actually spending more time together. Yeah, it, it's the nice thing about a cruise is like you can you can say, yeah, just go do just go do things. Yeah. Like what like you're not going to get like even if you got lost. Mhm. 
There's nowhere to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's a boat. That's true. Well, Bodum would find a way. Do you get it though? Like, do you get the, did you at any point where you're like, ah, Disney is pretty, like it's a, did you get like that Disney magic feeling where you're like, oh. No, I'm, I totally get it. Yeah. It's, it's super easy to get when you're there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole immersion thing. Yeah. Like the characters are the characters. Yeah. They never break. They but, never break character either. It's, it's, it's not even about that. It's like. When you're there, the characters are the characters. Mm-hmm. When you're with, when you're, when I'm with Lemmy, there's a character there. The character is the character. It's not like, hey, like, can you, it, it, can you do this thing and pretend you, you're, no, you're just like, this is the character. Hey, Lemmy, look, it's the character. Mm-hmm. You're not asking them to be the character. Right. They are like the that, character. They are the character. Did you at any point feel emotionally, uh, I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, did you ever feel like that? Like a little beclumped at the whole reality of the trip? Like a little, like a beclumped. Don't Google it. it. That's the word. That's the word, Shane. Oh my gosh. How do you spell you're going to Google. I don't know. Beclumped. B E C L E M P T. Read the definition when you find it, please. What do you mean when I find it? Well, you're very long at Googling. I could not find a word. No. Beklempt. It's not beklempt. It's verklempt. I've been saying this wrong my whole life. Verklempt means overcome with emotion. Right. Which is a verklempt. completely different word. But if you say verklempt a lot, it sounds like verklempt. Okay. Verklempt. Were you ever verklempt? <laughs> I don't know if I could ever say whether I was or was not verklempt. <laughs> Were you though? Ever? I mean, yeah. I I really enjoyed Lemmy's reaction. Yeah. What did you think of her in the little Cinderella gown? Yeah, she rocked it. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She did know what she was doing. Okay, so let's before we wrap up on the cruise thing. What did you think of the Bahamas? Very warm. Yeah, it was hot. You know, beautiful. Yeah, like, and we were like, our our little cabana was like on the same private beach, and like we were literally right by the girl from the Marvel movie. The she played America in Doctor Strange, so we got to meet her. She was super cool. No, it was it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So overall, travel with kids. To be honest, I know travel with kids isn't easy. I know a lot of people have like these nightmare stories and like kids can be so unpredictable. And honestly, they only can do within the realm of their own understanding. We traveled with four kids. I wouldn't call it easy, but it went better than expected. And it actually was very enjoyable. I think part of me thought this was not going to be a vacation. This was going to be us parenting in a different area. But you and I had a lot of fun. There was also childcare on the boat that we were able to utilize at one point as well. Yeah. It was incredible. If we wanted to, we could have really utilized it and basically. Which no judgment for those who do that because not everybody has. What if we wanted a vacation for ourselves and we didn't have somebody to leave Lemmy with? We could totally go on a trip like that where there's someone to watch her all day and naps and everything where she has an amazing experience. We have a trip and then we also have time with her. Yeah, I actually and like we could have done that. We could. The older kids were a bit different. Like there were kids clubs for them and stuff. But to be honest, like they were so amazingly independent. They loved the Aqua Mouse. They were all over the pools, doing different things. Maya was great. She was taking Lemmy in the splash areas a lot. They very much like kind of we each sort of built our own vacation around the things we wanted to do while all kind of like checking in with each other and, and sharing dinner every night. I think that's what was really sort of neat about the whole thing. But yeah, I guess all of that to say, I really worked this up to be wanting it to be incredible and fearful that it was going to be a total shit show because we were traveling with four kids. But there was so many points and like you and I didn't really get to spend a ton of time together, just us. But like we just smiled at each other. So we kept looking at each other, like just sort of being like, oh my God, like this is so, this is actually so good. This is amazing. And the flight home, while so sad, was also amazing. Lemmy slept almost the entire thing. We got home. We drove home. We were home for dinner. Like it all, it all worked 
out. And I think that Mm -hmm. it wasn't without frustrations. We waited a few hours for luggage. There were some things like that that would happen along the way. But overall, like the just the part of traveling with kids was not as bad as I feel like a lot of people made it out to be perhaps. And I think maybe what my own fears had led me to think would happen. And it actually was really enjoyable, if I can use that word, for traveling with kids. It was. It was really good. And that Disney cruise, like, I literally came home and priced out another one because I'm like, cool. You looked at me at one point, you're like, ah, crap. Now we're going to have to do this every year because it was just so good. But I'm excited for I'm excited for the Disney parks because we've never we did Disneyland before, but you've never done like Disney World like this before. I'm excited. But then we came home. We had 24 hours and we turned around and we went to. So we head to Nova Scotia to visit Alicia and Scott, which has been previously planned as just a couple's trip. It was a great time to sort of decompress after the family vacation right into going to Nova Scotia. But we really didn't have a lot of like, we didn't really have to do anything because Alicia, I said to Alicia, just plan everything for us. She's like, you guys can stay in a hotel if you want. I'm like, no, I want to stay with you guys because that way we can hang out as much as possible. We really wanted to impose as much as possible. (laughs) We wanted to freeload. If po- if that. possible, can we use your bedroom <laughs> and your ensuite bathroom? <laughs> no, you would have had to give up your favorite part of the entire vacation. Oh, I'm not even going to talk about that. Why? Because it was life changing in a way that it, I don't want to talk about. They had a heated bidet system in their guest bathroom, and Shane was a changed person. Like, f- it's all he could talk about. I feel like we've been living like animals <laughs> it, for our entire lives. At first, it felt a little invasive, though. That first, that first little flush of the tush felt a little, whoa. No. It was, that's a lot. No, not for me. It was great. You just loved it? Yeah. It was like, oh, wow. This is- we've, had a, we've had a tushy sitting at home in our bathroom for like... Four months. Explain what that is because it sounds like oh, you're just saying that like we a have built like a on, butt. Oh, it's like a built-on bidet that you can like put on. But we get home and like we're we're home for like literally hours and this box is suddenly like open on the floor. And I'm like, oh, Shane means business. His life is, he is. We've gone to Nova Scotia and we came back bidet people because of yeah. the McCarvels. No, it, it, it's, I can't believe like animals we've been balling up. You remember, you ever see Demolition Man? Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they talk about the three seashells. No, I don't remember that. And they laugh like, huh, they used to use balled up pieces of paper to clean themselves instead of the three seashells. And everybody laughed. Rob Schneider laughed condescendingly. But they were right all along. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was delightful. I, I liked using it. I didn't, I didn't the first time. And then after that was like, this is really nice. It's very clean. It's a very clean. It, to me, it feels similar to, you're going to hate this reference, but when I switched from using like tampons and pads into using a menstrual cup, because it felt so dirty switching to a menstrual cup. And then it felt so dirty to have done tampons and pads before like I it was so weird how like your just mind has to adjust I don't get the reference I know but just like it's a very clean feeling like it was just it's very clean I'm excited to have the bidet and also have my period I know that bidets are much more environmentally friendly are they I wondered about that because you don't use nearly as much toilet paper technically you don't have to use toilet paper there's like a bum I, towel you can get. But no, I, was, I don't want a bum towel. I don't want saying. a bum. I don't want a bum towel. Well, you could if you wanted. Where did you learn about bum towels? From the t- tushy literature. Oh, <laughs> the little booklet that came with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Yeah, but how was Nova Scotia for you? Because I feel like we did Nova Scotia. They showed us some of the most beautiful things to see there, but we just like had a time. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how to actually judge it because Alicia and Scott were such good hosts. Like, Mm. they were too good of hosts. Yeah, they were very good. Which means, like... They had, like, laid out snacks for us and, like, merchandise to wear. And we were like, what the fuck have we been doing for people when they come to our house? Yeah. Like, like, we're a three-star... They had something planned every day. Yeah, they did. They brought us to places. Yeah. We did, we, they brought us to the best restaurant. So in my mind, everything 
in Halifax is the best thing in the world, mm. but that can't be true. Yeah. So I, have, I think I have a skewed perception based on how good of a host they were. Yeah, that's fair. But regardless, I'm going to tell you that the Halifax reminds me of about all of the best parts of Canada. Mm. So, you know. That's kind of true. It's kind of cottagey, but then it's also beachy. And then it's like. And like, and like the environment, the environment reminds me of like Northern Ontario, mm, but yeah. also kind of like out West. Yeah. And the food was amazing everywhere, yeah. which is, you know, like we had all different types of food. Not even like, and it's not like we just like ate a bunch of seafood the entire no, time. No, we didn't. We had all types of food. Yeah. And it was all great. And, you know, going out on the boat was nice. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. They it had could have been pal- faster. Oh my gosh. Stop it. It was terrifyingly fast. You got recognized first mm, in our group. Yeah. You want to share that story? Yeah. So we're, we were walking to the casino. Yeah. Because we had decided like, hey, we got some time to kill. Yeah, let's go. What are we going to do? And they're like, oh, there's a casino. I like, well, I think it's because we parked and we're like, if we go into the casino, we'll right. get our parking validated. So yes. let's do that. We'll just have a quick little slots, get our parking and get out. I'm a blackjack guy. But yeah, I know. Anyways. But we're walking on the street and somebody yells out a name. And Alicia and I, this was the weirdest part about it because I had people who recognized me, a lot of people who recognize her, some people who recognize both of us. And so when somebody just yells statements, you're or just like, hey, which we got a lot, we didn't know which one of us they were talking to. So we kind of just give these like glances to each other because you don't want to be the person that's like, hi, nice to meet you. And they're talking to the other person. So this happens. Somebody yells out at us and Alicia and I are looking at each other like, is that your is that a nickname that you're called? Is that a nickname? You're, is this like something, you know? And then again, they yell again and it's like shame. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah. And that's my best friend, Eric. Yeah. From university. Yeah. Just in Nova Scotia he just, he just by ha- chance. He just happened to also be in Nova Scotia with his with his girlfriend. It was w- wild. You were the yeah. first person recognized we, in we, Nova Scotia. We walked we walked within hours while they were eating at the place that we ate the next night. Yeah, that's kind of I didn't even realize that. You're right. Yeah. It was the place we went. And then we went to the casino. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. I forgot how fun. Yeah, it's it's not so it's, fun. It's you fun and Scott went and did the the blackjack tables, and Alicia showed me all the really old, terrible slot machines, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. The casino's terrible that way. I met Alicia's it, parents. When 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 you win at the casino, you're like, oh man, like this is my job now. Yeah. And then when you lose, like, oh man, this is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt the first time I went to a casino because I put twenty dollars in a machine, and out came eighty three. And I thought, this is what I'm going to do. Why am I working a job mm. like a yuppie? I could do this. I feel like you don't know what a yuppie is. Isn't that a fish? No. Oh. That's a guppy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. It was a great trip. We had a lot of fun. We stayed up. They are late. Stop laughing. We're moving fast. They are late night people. I'm not. I fell asleep. I fell asleep at the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you kept saying, don't do it. Don't close your eyes. And I was like, I'm just going to do it for a second. And I fell asleep. <laughs> then we get home and I fucking wake up in the middle of the night or I wake up in the morning and I'm watching Alicia's stories. And she was like, look at us. We're so old now. We went to bed at 1230. And I was like, no, you just have me as a freaking guest. And I fall asleep at bars at 11 p.m. <laughs> I was tired. There was a mm-hmm. lot happening. They were actually so fun and always like down to go back and go to bed, which was really awesome. We got up, we slept in a bit every day and then we got up and just like adventured again until like Yeah, one in the when's morning. the last time we slept in? Honestly, it was really, really nice. I and the air I, there is just different. It's yeah, just different. It's fresh. It's so fresh. Ocean air. Oh my gosh. It was just honestly so beautiful. I can see why people are moving out there in droves. What? We at one point saw this beautiful like ocean view house and I was like, obviously I'm going to Google this, Google it, look it up. And it's freaking half a million dollars on the, like facing the ocean. I, I was like, Shane, what do you think this place is worth? And you're like, what? 2.5. I'm like, it's 500,000. We're both just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is just unreal. The real estate there is 
unbelievable, but it comes with the territory. It's not a big area. Obviously, it's growing a lot, but yeah, it was a it was an exciting trip. It was so nice to have like I guess with like Alicia and I, we get to see each other a fair bit. We're like back and forth through trips, but we've never really spent time all of us as couples. So that was like a really nice experience. It was genuinely hilarious how much you and Scott don't look alike, but you look enough alike. And people will always argue us on this on how much you guys actually get asked if you're brothers, but it happened a lot on this trip. Yeah. And Alicia and I both made the mistake of mistaking the others as our own husbands. Twice it well, happened. A waiter mis- mistook us for each yeah. other. He was like, good to see you again. And then he looks at Scott and goes, nice to meet you. And he's like, wait. <laughs> Yeah. And then that one guy was like, hey, you guys look alike and you're dressed the same. And we were like, oh, my gosh, we realized you guys were wearing pretty much the same outfit. And Alicia and I were wearing pretty much the same outfit. Nobody believes this stuff, but it's like genuinely true. Obviously, I know a lot of stuff on like we made jokes about it on like TikTok and stuff. And people were like, it's so obvious that they're not the same. But people genuinely thought you were brothers multiple times and would ask about it every single time we were out. It was it was really funny, honestly. It was nice to see you guys actually get along and we all had like just a really nice time. So that was a great, that was a great trip. Yeah, yeah. overall. And now we have two and a half weeks until our next little bit of travel. And then uh, we have to decide if we want to go to England or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. I need to talk about, I need to talk to you about that after this. What? We have a wedding we're invited to in London. When? First weekend of August, or October. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it. We'll see if it's logistically possible. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild year. Let's talk about the Bachelorette, your absolute favorite show, The Bachelorette, and we have to wrap this up because the show is actually starting right now. So, oh. talk to me about your feelings on the new most dramatic season ever of The Bachelorette. I mean, every season is the most dramatic season. I know, and you hate this show so much, but your commentary when we're watching it is literally why I need you to watch it with me. You're so funny. The problem with me talking about it now is I don't remember anything about it. Okay, but this season we have Rachel and Gabby, who were previously on a season together with Clayton, who openly told them both to their faces, I've slept with both of you. And And it devastated them. Clayton was the dude with the huge chin, right? Yeah, and then he dumped them both. And sent them both home. And now the both of them are the Bachelorette. But nobody knew how the season was going to work. We're like, clearly they're going to have half the guys for her and half the guys for her. But then we come into the show and what is it? It's they're all dating the same guys. Yeah. I mean. And it's, this is what's complicated for me. Yeah, we'll get to your thoughts in a second. But what's complicated for me is these guys are being played up like they're being skeezy by dating both girls. But then whenever they're like, I'm actually more interested in the other one, then they look like a jerk. Like they're all in such a bad position. And the two girls are trying to be like such good friends to each other. And they're like, oh, I really feel a connection with like, let's call him Spencer. I don't remember their names. I really have a connection with Spencer. And then she's like, I really have a connection with Spencer too. We kiss. I, yeah, we kiss too. Like this is, then they're like, who, which one of us backs away? Like, it's really, I'm finding it very uncomfortable because I liked the dynamic of them being able to support each other through the whole thing. I like the guys this season. They're actually really seeming to be entertaining. I did not like all of the, let's get them as naked as possible and judge them on their bodies. I thought that was gross. Yeah. You know what? I feel like they were, I was really bothered by that. I feel like they really missed out on an opportunity to use like, interesting graphic overlays over the genitals like hot dogs and <laughs> they just know. did black boxes yeah like you could have got real fun that, with though. that yeah it was just like it was just like a gross scene and i was like ugh, i would rather like some love is blind sort of like crossover stuff where they like, put them in rooms and they have to sort of like see who they like without seeing their faces like i just would have liked a twist that was maybe a little bit more engaging instead of just putting them into another like chaotic sort of dating scenario that they just came out of mm. which the season apparently has like really low ratings compared to previous ones this one yeah how i don't know maybe because it's on cable people are kind of losing out on that but mm. I, we watch it on an app we don't have cable we watch it on the city tv app but yeah i N- nobody knows that mm, well they might but there's like overall how do you think it's gonna work out i think there's going to be an equal or greater greater amount of drama than t- than typically. Mm. I think uh, at some point 
the girls will have like a not a fight but like a crying like i can't you knew i liked this guy kind of situation and at some point there's going to be a it seems like two guys are going to fight but they're really going to fight because that always Mm. happens yeah and then some guy's going to leave because he misses his mom or his girlfriend or his sister's son one of those things dog that always happens and then there's going to be like a wild card event that that happens i want it to be peter the pilot pilot pete i want him to come back and go for pilot rachel yeah because they always do that i don't love pilot pete i just want that to happen because i loved i love the chaos as much as anything else i will say what i think is wrong about this season more than what we know is obvious i think it's wrong in the sense that like everybody knows that the show, regardless of if there's a romantic outcome, the longer you last in the show, the better it is for you on a career wise chances with these girls having dates. Like this is all happening in such condensed time. Well, it's a but game. When the, I know, but this, why are so many of them being like, I'm just choosing one. Like they're not even willing to explore the other person. Cause they're and bad I, at the game. Yeah. Like that. And, but I think this is where everyone needs to sort of like, take down all of like the moral because it doesn't really exist in this world it, there's no like moral dating rules when it comes to the show so i i think that the guys who are dating both of them are doing the most right although i also agree that if you were truly just like not liking somebody you shouldn't keep pursuing them but i think you should at least try and get to know both girls give them both opportunities to like share their stories or whatever it is i think the people who are pursuing both of them equally are the ones that i find are playing the game part of it well and potentially also opening themselves up to more opportunity in getting to know somebody that's a little it's a little bit more of a true dating scene as opposed to i like the looks of you i'm only going for this person i only want to talk to you you know what i think it would be an interesting twist okay a first for the bachelor brett if there's a romance that developed between two of the competitors Mm, that's happened Oh, no, it happened on Paradise, though, but it's kind of different. It was very different. All right. I will also mention this because it's something that's come up on social channels. There is a page called Roses for Everyone. I highly encourage everyone to go and check it out and sign the petition because they are basically fighting for more inclusivity in terms of sizing. There has been, I think, three contestants ever that fall into any sort of like diverse body and they are never they've never really been known to be noteworthy on the show it has been known that the way that they interview people for the show very much eliminates them or judges them based on their size and weight and to be honest like it's i think that's where some of the show is really getting outdated because we have learned and seen so much change in mainstream and this show is so behind like it's time that we don't all have the entire cast be of the same weight and size category i just think we're beyond that i think we're beyond like take off your shirt and how hot are you underneath type of stuff so roses for everyone it's on instagram they reached out to me and asked if i would share about it and sign the petition i did so have a lot of former bachelor and bachelorette contestants and it's definitely worth checking out especially if you're someone like me that kind of feels conflicted about the show but also just watches it every week and like kind of loves the whole bachelor nation thing so go and check it out thanks for coming on the pod i know this was like you're like this isn't f- this isn't a fun podcast where we get to talk about zombies, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got to unpack life a little bit in the middle of summer. A lot going on. I'll let I'll let you get back to a fun topic next time, eh? Yeah, that's yeah, that's very Canadian of you for adding the a. We'll come up with a good topic. Okay, maybe we'll have the neighbors over again. We'll have another survival episode. I think we should talk more about what we watch on the television in an interesting way. Like week by week bachelorette recap? No, no, (laughs) no, that's not what I mean. Oh, okay. Like what? We're not, what are we watching? We're watching The Servant. Why would we, no. No, that's what I mean. Like why would we recap anything we're watching on TV? It's boring. Why would I spoil it by saying what it is now? All right. I'm going to let you muddle in that a little bit. Marinate in it. Yeah, muddle. Oh my gosh. Marinate. I'm gonna marinate in it because I'm not sure if muddle's the right word. Muddle muddle is a loosely related word. All right.
right. Yeah. All right. We got there. We got there. Well, thanks for coming on. As per usual, you do not have an Instagram handle I'm willing to share. So everyone has just got to follow me a little oh, bit. Oh, I've really been thinking about posting more. Oh, no. Yeah. But like real posts or jokes? What? What's I'm... the difference? <laughs> okay. Do you think you'd do it for sure? Yeah. Will you I've... change your handle? No. No, come on. It's so bad. Why? That's it's like your gamer tag. Okay. I'll come up with a new one. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Well, everyone, until we figure out what his handle is, you can follow me on the gram and catch him in the sidelines making magic tricks. Making magic Doing tricks. Doing magic tricks. I don't know. You've got me tired now and I just want to go watch my show. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. <laughs> Are you not going to say love you back? Oh, were you talking to me? I thought you were talking to them. (laughs) No, I love them too. Okay. Okay, love you. Bye. You didn't say that. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.